0: think there's that much wrong with windows 8 like like metro is terrible and the apps for it are terrible and i would never in a million years like attempt to explain to my mother how it works but i'm able to navigate around it pretty much just fine and it's astounding to see how little you actually use the start menu so mm-hmm. the fact that it's gone wasn't really a big deal to me having said that the start menu in windows 10 is really nice to have back like
1: yeah that's for like one of the things that caught my eye really quickly that They brought that back.
0: It feels pretty good. If you were upset by Windows 8, this is. And I feel like that's. Everybody made this big deal about how they skipped 9 and went straight to 10. But I think they just want to distance themselves. They know that it was so poorly received that they really want to. To somebody who doesn't follow like Windows releases normally, they're not going to know they skipped 9. They're just going to be like, oh shit, it's been so long. 10 is out now. That's got to be better (laughs) than 8. Well. I mean,
1: it's fine. I don't, I do skip around with it. We I don't, don't actually hate eight either. I just like seven better.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> eight eight works. Like I said, you'd you'd be surprised once you're using it how little the metro stuff actually affects you. So. Yeah. But uh, but hey, that's not what we're here to talk about, right? Nope. No, I mean, Windows is a thing, but video you games. Know what you can do it, Windows. You can run video games on it. Yes, you can. I mean, nowadays Absolutely. you got a lot of options for that, but uh, yeah. Windows is a primary one. Actually, interestingly enough, I think it was Gauntlet that just came out, and it was a—is it a Steam OS exclusive? Yes, because I think that would make it pretty close to like our first Linux exclusive, like AAA video game. I can
1: buy it from my desktop right now. Oh, you can. Uh, let me have, let me read the fine print.
0: Find out. Let's make sure I'm actually saying things that are true. I thought it was a SteamOS exclusive, but maybe it's not. Yeah, it's a PC. Oh well, fuck you then. So you know the dream Liars. is that... lying assholes. The dream well, is that... Anyway, you didn't
2: have the Windows logo, Jared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did no research whatsoever and just went <laughs> ahead are and good journalist that we went are. ahead and just flapped my lips like a member of the uh, gaming journalism press.
1: Gauntlet le- uh, Linux exclusive, you heard at first here in... Gauntlet Lin-
0: Linux exclusive. Wait till we talk about how Fallout 4 got announced today, and it is also <laughs> it is also Linux exclusive, but only CentOS. They're not releasing it on any other distro. So <laughs> Sorry, you Ubuntu Hope users. Hope you know how to partition. But hey, if you didn't gather already, this is the Enemy Slime podcast, and I just totally drew a blank for what episode... It's uh, what is it like? Forty-eight. Oh my God, we're so close. We're so close Hi. to the big five-zero. I'm ready, guys. I'm super ready. What episode is it? Yeah, it is. He's right. It's forty-eight. So, damn, Doug. Welcome well, to yeah. welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast episode forty-eight. I'm your usual host, Jared. I have with me Lucio, who will hello. who will acknowledge his presence with a friendly hello, and I also have with me Doug, who will acknowledge his presence with some sort of quip. Howdy, y'all. Yeah, that, that'll do. <laughs> that worked. Uh, Jay, once again, has the evening off, but I swear to God, he's coming back. We're Sometime. Gonna, we're going to make him come back. So, But let's uh, let's just jump right into it, because we skipped last week, and so a ton of stuff has happened. And I feel like there's plenty in the news that we can talk about. I think probably the big thing to come out of today is Nintendo did uh, what some believed they weren't going to do, which was announced a release date for Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Uh, there were a lot of people who had kind of speculated that the game wouldn't actually wind up coming out this year because they're, what is it, like maybe f- five weeks to go? Six weeks? Something like that? And they're just now getting around to just announcing it, period. So... Um, of course, the th- the running theory I have here is that by holding that release date back so far, they probably got a couple extra sales out of the 3DS version, because mm-hmm. anyone who's reading, like, speculatory news being like, oh, it's not going to land this year, well, they're going to run out and buy the 3DS version instead, because the longer you think you have to wait, the more likely you are to buy the same game twice. Right. Right? For sure. That makes sense.
1: So I would do the same thing.
0: Anyway, it's official. It's coming out. Uh, I think it is November 21st in North America and December 5th in Europe. And uh, another kind of interesting note, I think, and again, this is my games journalism talking here, but I believe that they had quoted... Um, not quoted, but I believe that retailers had kind of assumed that the GameCube controller bundle would be priced around like 89. But it was announced that it would actually be 99 today. So it's going to be a full, oh. hun- full hundred bucks to get the game, a GameCube controller and a hub for the, uh, for all your other GameCube controllers, which I actually think in the grand scheme of things isn't a terrible deal. Um, it's almost like right on the nose for what I would expect the price to be because the game's 60, that's standard. Uh, the controllers are retailing for 30. So we're almost to the hundred, and then if you throw in the hub, it's probably ten dollars worth of parts. So
1: well, I'm, I'm hoping there are some nice, um, some nice bundles with the Wii U because it's coming out the week before Black Friday.
0: I don't think I don't think you're going to see anything bundled with the console. I could be wrong, but um, I, I'm sure that like retailers will do it. And just that's fine. And that would be... Uh, Look,
1: I will give my money to whoever bundles with something. Yeah, I... Usually I,
2: Costco or Sam's Club have, like, a, a bundle that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Right. And by the way, if I'm in the Miami area and you take my bundle, I will cut you. Do you still... I will be, I will be in the uh, stopwatch.
0: Lucio's one of those Black Friday shoppers, huh? <laughs> well, i it's, it's that Latin fire within you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unleashes... And in Florida, so. <laughs> unleashes your inner shanking powers... Exactly. But yeah, we'll have to roll up stab watch again when it comes out. Because, man, people are going to be stabbing each other left and right for this thing. (laughs) For sure. But yeah, it looks really good. Do you guys still have GameCube controllers? Is that even a thing that you have lying around your house? Nope. Yeah. But you do, Lucio? Yeah, of course. Nice. I still have mine, too. I have two Wavebirds also, I think. So I should be well equipped. And I've, of course, had a chance to use the Smash Brothers GameCube controller at least twice now and i mean they feel like they always have they didn't you know miss a beat in manufacturing them they're gonna be very much the same so the
1: only thing that bothers me about the wii u having kids is that bad thing controller i
0: thought you meant i thought you meant like the only thing that bothered you about the wii u having children and i was like it it's a machine so it can't <laughs> yeah, that should well, bother you. That you should naturally bother you. <laughs> yeah, if she had children, actually, it would bother me. The only thing that a... bothers me about the Wii U having autonomy is <laughs> that might fuck. How it's enslaved <laughs> me now.
1: Um, but uh, but I'm sorry. so no, I mean, the, it, the it screen. It, yeah. See, no, you see what kids do to controllers, man.
0: that's true. You know, and that's an expensive one to replace. So if yeah, you get, exactly.
1: So it's not like going. You know,
0: if you get like some grape jelly all up in those buttons, that's gonna cost you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that sucks. Um, it also sucks because if the controller breaks, you're not turning. I, I think a you can't get a replacement unless you order it straight from Nintendo. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. Again, I'm just I'm just full of misinformation today. And uh, the other thing that sucks is is the system won't even turn on without it. So if it goes yeah, missing... That, or... that,
1: bothers, that bothers me a bit.
0: Yeah, that part kind of sucks. So the other thing that was revealed today, uh, aside from the Smash Brothers release date, is they also announced their first runs of the Amiibo figurines, which are kind of the Skylanders, Disney Infinity, Nintendo equivalents that will unlock... I'm not super clear on what. They unlock something in Smash Brothers. I don't know if it's char- moves. It's not characters, because all those characters are in the roster by default. But uh, either way, they announced their first like runs that they're going to do. So in November, they're going to release figurines for Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Link, Fox, Samus. And then, of course, to go with all those cores, uh, Wii Fit Trainer, Villager, Pikachu, Kirby, and Marth. So pretty much all of them, and okay. then I think in December the second set comes out, and that will have Zelda, uh, Diddy Kong. I almost read that as Diddly Kong, but it's Diddy Kong, uh, Luigi, Little Mac, Pit, and Captain Falcon. So that's your that's your list. Yeah. Anyway. So if you're jonesing for some amiibos, are, are your kids into that yet, Lucio? Like the, not amiibos, but like are they are they like itching for some Skylanders?
1: Yeah, but I'm not. You're, you you won't
0: you won't yeah. accommodate that because you're not a millionaire. Exactly. You can't just go willy nilly and buy little electronic figurines whenever they demand it.
1: And they they have so many toys, man. They lose them, and...
0: it is nice that the game pass was... has the NFC chip in it because that's one less thing that you have to buy, right? With Skylanders yeah. and like uh, Disney Infinity, you have to buy like the little stand or whatever for them. But now you can just do it.
1: But um, the thing with my kids, and I think it's just with every kid, is so that they won the Skylanders when they see the commercial. And then, like, 20 seconds later, they, they're on to this next thing.
0: Yeah, just that short attention span. I, I think that would probably yeah. be the case even if you bought them. I think you'd get them for them, and they'd be like, well, th- that was great. Yeah, now, now, now let's I'm ready. go back
1: to whatever one is something else. Yeah. Now I'm ready so to play in the
0: box again. Yeah, so, you know. All right, well, kids, that's how it is. Uh, other news today. I don't know if you guys saw this one. It was it was pretty good. I thought uh, Kingdom Hearts Three is still a thing. I didn't I didn't even know that much really. I mean, I'd always assumed that it was still a thing, but uh, there was an interview with the creator that was just talking about some of the development changes that they've made on the game. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but the game is reportedly now being developed in Unreal Engine Four. <laughs> What the fuck? Which is obviously not the standard route for Square Enix who usually have their own in-house engines. Yeah, that's such a weird move. I'm assuming that the team probably needed the power of Unreal 4 to render like the most Japanese hairstyles that could be possible. <laughs>
2: Every every dynamic, single hair dynamic. is individually yeah. rendered and spiky as possible.
0: Yeah, D- dynamic hairstyles. Yeah, dynamic <laughs> hair. I mean, let's be real here, man. So it's a Square Enix game past what 2000. So yeah. we're we're gonna be concerned about the hairstyles. Belt on belt. So, but yeah, Unreal Four. I didn't really see that one coming. But
2: is that the newest one, or is there a?
0: I think it is. I've said so much shit wrong already today, though. Let's just.
2: Uh, it's probably not. It's probably probably on like Unreal Seven now.
0: No, it looks like it is four. Okay. So yeah, I think they. He was making it sound like they had just made that switch too. So I don't know how so far along the an agent
1: switch in middle of development. That that's always. A good sign.
0: It doesn't. I. I mean, maybe it happened a while ago, and he's just getting around to announcing it. But I. I don't know. That whole thing seems weird. That that whole like game. Any time
1: that you have a like an engine switch, it's suspicious. It's...
0: Uh, if you have an,
1: how long has this been in development for? Like what, three years now, more?
0: Well, who who knows? Because it's hard to say. I mean, I'm sure someone smarter than me knows, but it's hard to say when they started working on it because. Like obviously we've been expecting it since two thousand five, but that, nobody's you know.
1: I mean, we were expecting the third Chrono Trigger since like nineteen ninety eight. So yeah, good point.
0: Yeah. So when, <laughs> so when did they actually start making it? I don't know. Um, the other the, the the kind of cool thing is that they've waited so long at this point that in the duration of time that the game has been under development, Disney has purchased Marvel. And LucasArts, <laughs> which gives which them... Which is what I was saying last time, you know, when I all pool and, like, Jar Jar Binks. So maybe that's Enjoying why they that. needed Unreal, is so they could render Jar Jar Binks properly.
1: Oh, man. They're going to love that. That's what I want. I want Kingdom Hearts fans and, like, Star Wars fans to meet. That's going to be a clusterfuck. It's going to be awesome.
0: I think... I, think it, I can already, like, imagine it, and I think it's going to actually work. It's going to be, like... It's going to work better than it should. So. No, no it's, they're gonna
1: do a good job. It's gonna be a st- I'm stupid it, I'm game. Talking, I'm talking about the fan bases. Oh yeah, just so you like have two horrible fan bases right there. <laughs> and when they meet, it's going to be like an awesome like. It's gonna be like a flame war, but you know, like a the World War II of flame wars. No,
0: I don't. Th- I think you're way off. I think they're going to unite under the common cause of awesomeness it- and. I haven't liked all the Kingdom Hearts spinoffs like, since 2, but I feel like I remember enjoying 2. Maybe maybe I'll enjoy 3 also. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like
1: the, the first one. so
0: I'm excited to find out. Um, let's talk about the last piece of news that I brought. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys want to talk about after this, but the other earth-shattering news of the day was the announcement that Assassin's Creed Unity would not be running at the sweet, sweet 1080p that we all love and deserve, and would instead be running at the abysmal and shameful 900p. Um, And that is going to be frame-locked at 30 frames per second. Now, I think that announcement is kind of par the course. Like, can you guys think of a lot of NVIDIA, or NVIDIA, a lot of uh, Ubisoft games that... Um, that did run at 60 frames per second? No. I can't. It feels like most of them are no. 30, unless you're playing them on a PC. And even then, sometimes there's locks. Uh, but So they kind of drew some controversy because in discussing this, uh, they first of all claim that the limitation lies with the CPU, not the GPU, because they're not having problems fitting a certain number of people on the screen. They're having a problem computing all those people's brains, in in the game, which I think is really cool. I think a CPU limitation is really awesome. It's sad to me that we've apparently reached it without the consoles even being out for a year. But Yeah, that's very... I feel like, and we'll talk about this more throughout the podcast, but I feel like that's a leap that we don't make nearly as often. Like, everything's graphics, right? Like, oh, we mm-hmm. gotta have graphics, 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 graphics. And I just think back to, like, the GoldenEye days when you know, the AI would hide behind a wall or something, and that was amazing. Right. And you don't have those moments anymore, you know? Like, you had a you had grunts throwing grenades back at you in Halo. But other than that, there just wasn't really when that. When was the last time that I could think of that I
1: saw an AI and I was like, holy shit.
0: Well, so we'll talk about that It has to have
1: been, like, in, like, PS2
0: era, maybe. But, but yeah, it's... It's um, been a long time since I had an AI, like, surprise me. So it's weird that, like, limitations like that would get me excited. But that gets me excited to think that they've programmed this AI that that can't fit in the game. But, of course, we can't look at it that way. And the other thing that the Ubisoft rep said about the game was that they had um, hard-locked the resolution and the frame rate across all the platforms. And he said to avoid any debate. And nobody really quite knew how to take that, um, except to maybe... So they debated it. Except to maybe mean that... I mean, the obvious implication is that there's one system that's weaker than all the others, and rather than have it you know get stomped into the ground on these other platforms, they just locked it for everybody, right?
1: I Uh, think that the implication here is that the PC can probably run it, but you don't want to...
0: Well, I would say there's probably a second implication. So I don't know if you guys have seen any of the footage they've been releasing lately, but there's been some new Unity footage, and it kind of looks like it's not running great. Like it's framey and so like it's locked at 30, but it's definitely going below that in a lot of the footage they've shown. Mm. And I guess it was announced that all that footage is from the Xbox one version, which out of the three is, uh, the one with, it's the one with the worst GPU, CPU and memory. So, but that's weird because when you make tech footage like this, you usually pull it off of your best-case scenario, not your worst-case scenario, right?
1: I'm kind of weird about this because, first of all, uh, it's strange to me that Ubisoft is admitting this because I remember the uh, Watch Dogs fiasco with you know, pretty much hiding all of the cool graphics so that you need to get a mod to unlock them. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily trust them on the thing with the AI, which would be actually cool if it was true. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust them. And the other thing is, like I just said, it's like, why are you showing the worst possible scenario? The other option is that they're actually showing you the PC version, and even that doesn't
0: run very well. I mean, I I think they're probably being honest about what they're demoing it on. Um, but I guess Consi- you-
1: Considering how like glitchy Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 4 were when they came out. I don't
0: know, man. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's just part of the growing pains of this game going annual. Um, Because Black Flag also released at 900p, and then later on they patched in 1080p. And they've been acting like they're not going to do something similar here. And it's tough to say whether or not that's true. Um, Anyway, after everybody... So everybody got up in arms because the guy's like, well, we're locking it across all the platforms to avoid debate. And so they're like, well... The obvious implication here is my PlayStation 4 is powerful enough to run it higher, but you're not letting it uh, because of the Xbox, which is which is holding us down. So everybody lost their mind about that, and H- Ubisoft came back with a statement. Tell me if you guys feel like the statement answers answers that accusation, okay? Uh, they said Assassin's Creed Unity has been engineered from the ground up for next generation consoles. Over the past four years, we have created Assassin's Creed Unity to attain the tremendous level of quality we have now achieved on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. It's a process of building up toward our goals, not scaling down. And we're proud to say that we have reached those goals on all SKUs. At no point did we decide to reduce the ambitions of either SKU. Both benefited from the full dedication of all our available optimization resources to help them reach the level of quality we have today with the core Assassin's Creed Unity experience. I guess they do say it right there. At no point did we decide to reduce the ambitions of either SKU. Um
2: Um, Yeah, it's a very PR answer.
0: Yeah, there's there's some language there that feels like it might be tricky, right?
2: Yeah. Well, they probably just, well, they just said, well, let's just make it run on the Xbox, fine, and then we don't have to spend any more work trying to make it run better on the ps4
0: I, I mean to be real like that's your baseline right make it work on the shittiest one and then once it does i, I mean obviously optimization
2: is we'll
0: cash or check. different on every platform but if it's a little hitchy on the xbox you're not going to be super worried about it being the same on the playstation i also wonder and this is wild conspiracy theory kind of stuff here i also wonder if there are stipulations that it can't run dramatically better on other platforms, you know, like if, if, uh, I, I don't think that this is something that could actually happen, but if Microsoft is like, you know, hey, it has to be comparable to the other platform. And if it's not, we're not going to give you this special check.
2: Hmm. I don't think that happened, but but I like I to. Mean, it's possible. Conspiracy theory, man.
0: This is that's what we're going to turn this into. Is like the nine eleven truther. Like oh wait.
2: god, no, You're, no. We're video game journalists, so just make it up and say it's true.
0: I have been acting as unjournalistically as possible today, so yeah, I think that's going to be an article. I think I think,
2: like think, uh, think Kotaku is
0: already calling you for a job. <laughs> Once they listen to this podcast, they'll be like, "Hey, let's hire that guy."
2: You have an unnamed source from Microsoft that says that they gave them a half a million dollar check to make sure that the PS4 version is shitty. Normally, I would have edited
0: that name out of the podcast, but do we even care anymore? Let's just no. Let's just call it. Let's just call a spade a spade.
1: Like we've we said worse shit about them on podcast before.
0: That's true, but we always called them Dodaku. Yes, that's so, right. that, so that no one knew. I'm
1: sorry. Now the cat is out of the bag. Now they Damn. know. Nobody could have figured out of thing now.
0: Oh, here's so here's the hoping that nobody realized. So <laughs> anyway, that's what we got as far as news. I don't. Was there anything else of note this week that you guys? You,
2: you did miss the biggest story that came out in the last in the last couple hours. What 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 happened? Uh, the fact that. To, uh Captain Toad Treasure Hunters coming out on December 5th.
0: Oh yeah, Treasure tra- Treasure hu- it's Treasure Tracker, isn't it?
2: Yep. They got some alliteration in there. I mean, I mean, I know it's a lot bigger than Smash Brothers, so I mean we probably didn't need to talk about it, but
0: so um I got to play it and it plays pretty much like Captain Toad did in Super Mario 3. 3D world. You, neither of you played that, right? Or did you, Lucio? No. No. Oh, well, oh yeah, because you don't have a Wii U yet. No one has a Wii U, but Jared. Yep. I need to remember that as the release date for Sonic Boom: Rise of Lyric looms ever closer. When is that out? I don't fucking know. On the day just I die. To make sure, I don't buy a Wii U before that. <laughs> 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 on the on the worst day of my life, <laughs> when it comes out,
2: maybe they have patched. Maybe they actually polished it so good, and it's actually going to be a good game. Hey, you don't maybe.
0: I I'm a no. believer. I'm, a, I'm It's a believer.
2: not. No, it's not. Back no, when
0: not gonna... back when I was in my like fanboy days, that was that was the wagon that I hitched myself to was the Sega wagon. So like I'm I was the staunchest Sonic defender. And sorry, even I gave up hope. Like it's, it's done, man. The dream is over. He may have a <laughs> scarf now, but I don't think that's going to be enough. <laughs> He's been a werewolf. What else? He's been a werewolf. Now he has a scarf. That's a natural uh, you know, a evolution of the character, character, too. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. Let's talk about, was there anything else, any better news than Treasure Tracker? Final Fantasy XV demo. Oh, I, I watched the video for it that had some good hair graphics too
1: yeah I mean i'm not sure what to make of it to be honest they it, it looks like it looks like one of those shitty indie movies where like a bunch of friends take into a car to go on a road trip adventure and they find themselves but there's also like dinosaurs
0: yeah there's like a monster it be that autumn, it but it's just
1: like it looks so i don't know what to make of it I really don't
0: yeah, teens left school and uh, and while they're away from school, they fight monsters.
1: Yeah, instead of that happened to, happen to play, me a lot of times. They kill stuff.
0: Yeah. So and this sounds like it should be awesome, but I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see.
1: It does. It, sounds it doesn't help okay. that they're dressed like they are going to a fetish party, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's pretty exciting, right? The, that we're gonna get that too.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess I'll. Uh, I'm. I will i i do not see guy by default now, so
0: we don't have any release dates or anything for it, though, right? No, we have one for Final Fantasy Type O though, which is actually interesting. Final so. Fantasy, what is it? Type O. Type O. Mm-hmm. Like
1: the blood so type. Was, uh, yeah. And I don't. What... I don't know which one it
2: is. is a zero? Isn't it? It's just a remake. They're releasing for the Remix PS4. The and the and it's a Vita three, game. Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, it's well, a, Actually, it's a PSP game. What was the oh, PSP okay. game called? Typo. Oh, I've never even heard of it. That's because it wasn't released in the United States. That's why it's exciting. Oh, that's a good reason. So it's probably well, pretty I actually, okay.
1: actually played it because I got it uh, completely legally in my not hacked uh, PSP. <laughs> but um, I never actually got very far in it.
0: Because it wasn't in English? Or...
1: Yeah, and that didn't help.
0: And there's patches now that translate it, but, you know, I never actually got back into it. It's actually... It really look very interesting. Yeah, looking at... Sc- oh, I remember seeing a screenshot for this. Um, I think we ran a story on this on the site, and I don't even remember it. So I'm kind of, you know... I'm kind of hyped for that. Huh. Yeah, it actually looks uh, pretty okay.
1: I mean, you know, it's probably going to suck,
0: but... uh don't be... If you, if
1: you can get a... If you can, you know... Be the staunchest Sonic supporter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can dream that one day I will get a new Final Fantasy, and it's gonna be good. I mean, the dream is still alive. It could definitely happen. You know what bothers me? Like, for example, Lightning Returns. Uh huh. System-wise,
1: it was a pretty good game. Like talking about how, like you know, the combat system and the item system and everything interacted. It's all the bullshit that they put around it. That
0: right, it's saddled to the well because it has this legacy of the two games prior to it. That
1: right, so you know it's not that they can't make good RPGs. It's just that they put all the other bullshit on top of it. So you know, who knows? Maybe we'll be good.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah,
1: I guess we'll see. We'll I... see in a podcast when I'm crying tears of <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> now you're gonna really like
0: it. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Let's let's talk about. Should we talk about Shadow of Mordor? Let's talk about Shadow of Mordor. Shadow Shadow of Mordor. Um, you have obviously been playing it, Doug. Did you did you buy it or did you just go and like rent it? Oh, I bought it. Oh, you you bought it.
2: It's the first PS4 game I have actually bought. And how long have you had? You've had a PS4 for a while. I got my PS4 pretty much around launch day. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It only took about a year. For me to find a game that I wanted to buy,
0: that you wanted badly enough that you
1: needed to buy it. So we have like a soundboard with applause because I think that it deserves an applause. <laughs>
0: it's a moment of uh, of great joy. It's yeah, it's a momentous occasion. So what what do you think?
2: I mean, I really I I really liked it. I mean, it did teach me how to shank my wife, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not perfect. But. You. You can't murder her, right? I'm right about that. No, okay. you just do it to kiss her. But I mean that—that's the same button used to shank people. So obviously, yeah, that's what I—what it's supposed to teach me how to do.
0: Yeah, you were—you would have executed her. Yeah. So, um, the game does have this really unique tutorial where it—it it teaches you the combat by putting you in like this training fight with your son. And so, your character's teaching your son how to fight, but by extension, he's also teaching you how to fight. Right. You know, even though you're him, and you're just... Now my brain's in, like, a loop, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And then, like Doug mentioned, the the stealth is introduced to you by sneaking up on and kissing your wife.
1: I don't see the problem with that. I think that's actually pretty clever and humanizes as a character.
0: No, it is. It's really good, especially because you see those characters for all of five minutes... Um, Before everything goes to hell. Before they have all the blood drained from their body. And I don't really think that's a spoiler because that's pretty much right off the bat.
2: You could probably get that point in the promotional material.
0: Yeah, you you probably could have gathered that much from there. I mean,
2: that's how things go, you know?
0: Yeah. It's really, it's kind of disturbing the way that they die too because it's not very like it's not like very grandiose or anything. There's not like this dramatic stabbing sound and like, you know, there's nothing like that. They just get like a sword, just run across their necks and that's that. It's
2: good. It's, that'll, that'll do it. That'll kill you.
0: It's a real downer. It's a serious...
1: Actually, you no, know, I always like... Because pilots, when it's understated, sometimes works better than when it's so grandiose.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always cite... Uh, have you guys ever seen Zodiac? Yeah. There's this scene where... The Zodiac killer comes out and he stabs this couple that's having a picnic. Mm-hmm. And it's this really like horrific scene because there's no like movie stabbing sounds. It's just like real stabbing sounds. Yeah, it's like. And it's. And it's pretty fast, too. It's, it's not that. Like, yeah, he's not like. He's not not like, dramatic and drawn out like it usually is yeah it's it's not drawn out or anything he just comes out and he's like yeah 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 and then that's it and yeah it's kind of that same thing where like it's horrifying because it feels way more real and way less movieized or whatever so this is kind of the same way but that's so not what shadow of mordor is about that's a very small piece and i would say that the well, I'm story just saying that,
1: that, that kind of um that kind of thing can always work. oh yeah like, sometimes work better than you know doing a dramatic long
0: scene they do a really good job with it for the very very brief amount of time that they have to do it so i was pretty impressed but of course the game is not all kisses and draining blood from people's throats although there is... why, why am i here then
2: you also get to drain blood from orcs yep
0: a lot of them <laughs> so i've talked before about the nemesis system in the game and i guess what i want to like convey about shadow of mordor is i i don't know if if uh, doug's gonna love it the same way that i do but i was kind of talking about it with assassin's creed it gets me really excited because it feels like they've done something that has never been done before at least if it has it certainly hasn't been done in, in this iteration oh, it, Of
2: course, it definitely it feels very fresh
0: yeah and not only that, but it feels like a jump forward in AI. Even though, even though nobody's really all that smart in the game per se, I almost think it's more of a trick than anything else. It's probably yeah. not like super technically, uh, you know, amazing. But the way that they've pieced this world together. Uh, so to describe the system again, the Nemesis system introduces you to this basically board of blacked out characters. I can't think of the exact number right now, but there's like five war chiefs chilling out on the back row, and each mm. of those war chiefs have all these soldiers beneath them that are uh, ordered by rank. So the the back row is the highest rank, and the front row is the lowest rank, and. As you progress throughout the game, you'll find intel or interrogate people and find out who these soldiers are, where they like to hang out, and more importantly, what kind of things they are immune to or weak against. And I'm not sure how randomly generated they are. They feel like they're pretty randomly generated. But obviously, there's some intelligence to make sure that you don't get a guy who's immune against everything or you know, can't be hurt in in a very, you know, unreasonable way. But so uh, these guys are all hanging out there. And then what's really cool, and the thing that I think is most impressive to me about the system is it feels like, and I think this is really important for immersion in an open world game, if you stand still and you do absolutely nothing and just walk away, when you come back, things will have happened that you could have had a say in, but now you didn't. Mm -hmm. So like two of these captains will decide that they're going to fight each other. And there'll be an event that gets put on the map to say, these two guys are going to have a duel. And if you want, you can go interrupt it and you could kill both of them, or you could just make sure that the one that you want to live lives and, and kills the other one. And so you can kind of influence how that duel goes down. And if you go and do that, great, you'll get some experience points and some power, and maybe you'll eliminate some captains. But if you don't go and do it eventually it'll just resolve itself and one of them will kill the other based off their stats and then that person will climb up higher in the ranks
1: that's pretty cool
0: now what's that's kind that... of oh go ahead
1: that's kind of the same thing that Westland did where you know if you ignore something for too long it kind of just happens uh-huh and it affects you know it's still very forgiving and it still kind of feels like it's a trigger but it still kind of gives some depth to the world that
0: would yeah. necessarily
1: be there if it just waited for you to happen. You know?
0: It feels very alive, right? Like it right. It, it feels like things are going to be happening with or without you and you have a chance to influence it but not much more. Like it's right. it, it's a force beyond your control and that's what feels so cool about this system is it makes it just feel really alive and really vibrant. Now the nemesis part of this is if you encounter an orc, or uh, they're actually Uruks, I think, until you get to like the high level captains. I'm not great at, uh, at Lord of the Rings stuff, so we're just probably going to call them all orcs for the sake of this. <laughs> but if you run into one of them, you'll when you very first find him, you'll do like a little clash with him, and he'll he'll say something to you and be like, "Oh, I thought you'd be coming back." if he's seen you before, or he might talk about how like you're legendary and he heard that you, you know, killed this other guy. Or I had one of them who's like, I heard you burned such and such. And he's like, I'll, I'll get you for that or something. And, uh, you'll have these little exchanges with them. And then if you, um, I haven't figured out what makes death permanent for them, but if you kill one of these orcs, eventually they'll come back, usually. Uh, I think if you cut their head off, they don't come back, but I have. I actually heard
2: that they can come back, and they come back with like a bloody sack over their head, and they've been like pieced back together.
0: Yeah, I've heard that too. Damn, that's dark. So, um, and And they're like, you fucked me up. So, like, let's say, just to give you an example of an encounter, let's say you. Uh, You find a captain, you interrogate him, and you find out about another captain, and you discover that he is uh, susceptible to ranged attacks. Those are my favorite, guys, because you can just sneak up on them, and if you fire one charged-up arrow into their head, that'll kill them instantly. You can avoid fighting them entirely. Um, So let's say you do that. You go and you kill this guy, you shoot him in the head, he dies. He will come back, potentially, later on as a captain. Wearing a helmet. Not even that, the guy that I had had this big, like, metal plate bolted onto his face, covering his eye. (laughs) And now, when he comes back, he's immune to ranged attacks.
2: Yeah,
1: that's pretty hardcore.
0: But so when you run into him, he, of course, remembers this. and He's like, you're going to have to do better than shooting me in the face. Like, they even remember how you killed them. That's pretty cool. And uh, and we'll kind of taunt you with it. Uh, They'll remember, of course, if you ran away the last time you saw them, which I've had to do several times. Um,
2: And they they call you a little bitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It's pretty close. They
2: taunt you, and you're like, shut up. There were like five captains. Leave me alone.
0: It feels really good. (laughs) Like, I felt really great killing some of them. And that's saying something, because these orcs, for the most part, are... Very, very generic. They all have names like Brog and Flog and Cog and...
2: Moog yeah, the Savage.
0: Moog the Savage. Um, and so... Uh, you And they all look fairly similar. So most of the time I don't recognize or remember them. But there's always a couple that you kind of like forge this relationship with who they just keep killing you or they just keep coming back. And you start to kind of learn those ones and that's where like that nemesis namesake comes from where you kind of start to form this bond with this person uh, who just keeps coming back and having to be killed by you. And it's really, really cool and super unique. And I would go so far as to say, unlike anything that I've experienced, I really, really think that this is going to be something that other studios start to emulate. And I hope that someday in an open world game, it just becomes like a standard kind of thing that's thrown in you know they're like oh Oh, yeah pretty cool oh yeah this new grand theft auto's got a nemesis system just like normal you know um but it's very 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 cool this game without that is probably not very remarkable
2: it would be really mediocre honestly without without but with the nemesis system everything just works so well together
0: yeah and i'll tell you what it does it a it does it makes it really really fun to just kind of Put putt around in the world and not really do anything and not clear the story missions but just, just wandering around and getting collectibles and stuff like that is kind of augmented by this system because you're always running into captains and you know finding intel and finding research on them and so it kind of keeps things really dynamic and fresh and I could see it being a lot easier to run around and do collectibles because it always feels like the game is throwing new stuff at you even when you're not progressing in the story mode
2: Um, Yeah, I killed a bunch of captains before I even finished like a a handful of missions. Oh, yeah. I was having a blast.
0: Yeah, it was great. Have you unlocked the second map yet?
2: I'm right there.
0: Okay, because I did that. I did a little more story missions than I would have liked. And now I'm going back and doing all the collectibles. But um, yeah, I was like super satisfied with this game. And I was I didn't really think about it when I played it at PAX. I the levels had looked very different than they did where I was. But I had just kind of forgotten about it, and I was like, "Huh, I guess this is what the game looks like." And I was like, "It's a little bummer that it all looks kind of the same," but I was still very happy and more than satisfied. And like the world I was presented with at first, I would have been just fine continuing to wander around that one. Um, then it changes. But then the game throws an entire like second half at you
2: that's completely different. Well, and I don't, I don't think you've gotten since. Did you just barely unlock it, or have you gotten further in the story? I than? just
0: I just got like a tiny bit, maybe that first mission.
2: Because I know that once you get the second area, you can actually start to I like, brand and turn war chiefs over to your side, mm-hmm. and then it opens up an even more like when there's duels and it's one of your branded chiefs versus another one. You obviously would want to go help your chief out, and then he would get uh, more more powerful, and so then you can have like your entire army of, of orcs behind your back when you're going up against mm-hmm. the war chiefs. Yeah. And so I haven't even I haven't even touched that part yet.
0: Yeah, I just barely got to the part where you get the branding skill and i haven't i haven't done anything i actually think uh i know that the mission i'm going to do is going to give me that skill but i've i've been having so much trouble with uh the monsters in the game that i think oh, i might yeah. i might go do the hunter missions first so i can unlock like a lot of the monster taming skills
2: super, monsters super can be cool. a bitch yeah the uh Karagors are kind of rough sometimes although I was able, like, I somehow managed to stumble across, like, four of them in one area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they were all in, like, at the bottom of this tower. So I was able to hop on them all. And so I just had four of them follow me around and just fuck shit up. I mean, that's pretty awesome.
0: Like, I'm happy when I have just one of them. I think the most I've ever tamed at once was two. And I was pretty stoked about that, too what we're experiencing right now is kind of what I find so enchanting about this system is I feel like what it does is it generates stories, right? Like Doug's Uh going to have these stories about this time that he killed the chief or whatever, and he did it this special way and he did this thing. And I'm going to have a completely different set because he and I's experiences are, you know, wildly different. And, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I think that's really something special, something that is super, super unique. So like I was doing a, I want to say it was a sword challenge. Oh, he dropped off. But that's okay. I'll keep talking. I was doing like the sword challenge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing it, I was just sneaking through this, this stronghold. And the thing about these enemies is that they can pop in at any time. And hmm. and mess with you. So you can be doing a, a main story mission and these captains can still show up and totally interrupt that mission. And fucked up. <laughs> and some of them are so powerful that they're going to really cause like dramatic trouble. But so I'm sneaking through this stronghold and I'm stealth killing guys. And I walk up behind one dude who I didn't look at for long enough and I go to stealth kill him. And he turns around and he like grabs the knife from my hand and like pushes me back and I'm like oh shit because it was a captain and he was immune <laughs> to he was immune he to stealth up. kills and so I inadvertently started like this gigantic fight <laughs> in the in the middle of the stronghold so it's stuff like that where like that's pretty awesome like that experience like, is... well, what are you doing here yeah exactly and so like that experience is super unique to me and uh, someone else is gonna have something completely different that was crazy that happened to them.
2: Yeah, like I think I had one where like he'd been immune. He was immune to combat finishers. He was immune to range. He could like barely be hurt by stealth attacks. And he hated fire. So whenever he turned on fire, he just became super powerful. And like all the conventional ways to take to kill him just weren't going to work. So I ended up just poisoning his grog until his health lowered to the point where I could just finish him off.
0: Oh, yeah. So you can poison shit.
2: So, so I had to like draw draw his dudes away from the the grog pit and then sneakily just poison him.
1: So when you kill somebody, right, they they are immune afterwards to whatever it is that you kill them with, right? So it it's can a be. I don't think positive. it always happens.
0: Yeah, not necessarily. But like, if it makes sense from a, I, I feel like the reason like that guy became no longer immune to or no longer affected by. Uh, ranged attacks was specifically because they had given him the plate and felt like they needed to explain it
1: because my question is, is going to be um so let's say that you kill somebody a bunch of times is it possible to get some guy that's so powerful that you can't kill him
0: i not so powerful that you couldn't kill him you could definitely get somebody who is going to cause problems so to give you an example um i ran into a guy who carried a big shield And so I can't attack him from the front. And Mm -hmm. he was immune to ranged. And he uh, also wouldn't allow you to jump over him. So if you tried to jump over him, he'd knock you down. So there was basically no way to kill him except for via a stealth kill. And it took me like three or four times. Because every time I would run into him, I'd be in the middle of something else. And he'd show up and be like, all right, I'm here to mess you up. (laughs) And... So it, co- yeah. So it caused like this big disruption that I had to deal with, and uh, you know, eventually I was able to get past it by just he ran into me, and I was like, "Fuck this guy!" And so I ran away from him, hid, and then came back and stealth killed him. But <laughs> but yeah, you can. I would I would not say that you can ever get into like an impossible situation, but you can get into some very difficult ones <clears throat> where you're gonna have a lot of trouble doing it. All right, so. What were we talking about? I don't remember. Shadow of Mordor. Yes. It's good. It's a good game. Here's my follow-up that I want to just ask about. Um, I would say that this game performed beyond expectations. I think that a lot of people didn't know about it before it came out. Um, yeah, I had end,
1: actually.
0: I just didn't believe it could do what they said it could do, and it does. And I think that's really special. Now, my question is... What would you guys say is the biggest disappointment of the year so far?
1: I mean, besides Watch Dogs.
0: So, I mean, obviously that's one choice. Destiny would, of course, be another. Hmm. Um, maybe like Thief, Castlevania,
2: Lords of Shadow two. I wasn't looking forward to Thief, but I was disappointed <laughs> when I played it. So, <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> I didn't buy many games, so my disappointment level has not been very high, but I mean I am disappointed that Destiny isn't good. I don't what's worse, Destiny or Watch Dogs? See, I didn't I was I kind of fell off the Watch Dogs after they delayed it like for the third time, I kind of lost all like all my excitement for it had been drained away, so I wasn't too bummed out about it. So Murder was pretty bad too.
0: That was one I was hoping was good, but I don't think that there was any clear indication that it would be good. You know it what was I
1: mean? an interesting premise that just didn't deliver
0: so, yeah. yeah so i don't know they're okay anyway we're going long but i want to make sure we talk about um persona or does that make more sense to talk about persona when we have jay uh i mean have you
2: ever played persona
0: mm, i've played a little bit of four golden just the tiniest tiniest bit
2: I played a little bit of 4, too, but I never got even close to finishing it.
0: I played Arena Ultimax at E3 because it had a very, very short line, but I didn't know what was going on.
1: Yeah, that's one of the, the things that I noticed in my review. Mm-hmm. Is that if you don't know... like If you haven't played... Not just Persona 4, you need to have played Persona 3, too.
0: To oh, understand really? what the
1: fuck's going on. Huh. If I tell you... First of all, the way that they write the dialogue is is this weird, like, you know, translation thing that they love to do, where it's like the incident that happened three years ago where he summoned that thing that almost destroyed the world. And you're like, you know, I know what the fuck you're talking about. But, you know, I finished three and, you know, I am pretty familiar with the story in four. If I tell you anyway, you know... The per- the characters in Persona Three are freaked out because the tower looks like Tartarus. You still have no idea what I'm f- the fuck I'm talking about, do you?
0: That is correct. I have no exactly. idea what you're
1: talking about. So you know, if you haven't like played all the other games, <laughs> then you have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on here.
0: Maybe we should save it then for when you guys can nerd out on it. Yeah, and I, I yeah, promise. Yeah, I, I promise that we would save Smash Brothers too because um i've been playing it but jay has been probably been playing it more he's probably had a little bit more time with it than me um it's really good at least i think it's really good i guess he and i can debate that when
1: well i I would have loved to purchase it but i had to buy persona for arena because he didn't want to so
0: there you go (laughs) that's it's my fault you're right (laughs) so yeah yeah it's it's pretty good you're missing out a lot (laughs) thanks it's incredible so all right, well, is there anything else that you guys want to relay? or I think
1: we missed a very important piece of news, which is that everybody's favorite character in all of fighting history has been
0: announced, and that's Quan Chi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for, for, Mortal, for Mortal Kombat X? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were all waiting for, right? It was Quan Chi. I mean, no Quan Chi, no Cell, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a done deal now, then. <laughs> In (laughs) in all sincerity, how cool does Mortal Kombat X look? Like, it looks pretty nice. It looks like a Mortal Kombat game, I don't know. I really liked 9, and I don't know how much you've looked at X, but every, I don't know if you've seen this, I'm sure I've talked about it before, every character in that game has three fighting modes that they they can be put into.
1: They've done that before. They've done that before? Yeah. But it was in one of the 3D games. Huh. I didn't know that. Well, either uh, way. So, one of my best friends is a huge fan of Mortal Kombat, so I'll probably wind up buying it at some point anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just so he can play it. So, I actually played all of the Mortal Kombats.
0: I don't, even, think, I, I don't even think I've played all Zero, of them. Shaolin Monks, just because he's such a fan that, you know. I liked Shaolin Monks a lot, actually. As, it wasn't bad. As I mean, like a co op game. It's probably not fun to play by yourself, but. Well, yeah, we always, we always played it
1: together right because i and that's the reason why i yeah. got it yeah so that's fun that's
0: a fun time uh,
1: then some zeros and there was the weird one for playstation starting Sonya and jacks that was oh god that was so bad
0: oh i don't remember the name of that but that's
1: okay because i got back at him by making him finish uh, brotherhood of steel with me three times so.
0: by finishing what
1: brotherhood of steel
0: oh brotherhood of steel that's right <laughs> yeah yeah, so you know you're a bad friend. I almost hey, I almost hey. forgot.
1: Um, I played Sub Zero Mythology, so whatever the fuck it was called.
0: Within the time that we did the last podcast, I also played Chariot and Hyrule Warriors. And so did I. And you you did play Chariot. What did you think of Chariot, Doug?
2: It was very cute.
0: It was very cute, wasn't it? It was a cute game. We had a cute time with each other. We shot ropes <laughs> and. Uh, Sometimes we found out
2: we're, we're bad at games.
0: Sometimes we pulled the rope. Sometimes we didn't pull the rope. Um, so, we don't
1: have much time. So, give me like your elevator pitch for Chariot.
0: So, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. Um, your father, the king, dies. And because it's only natural, you must bury his corpse. Right. and you drag you him over to, uh... you drag him over to the burial spot and his ghost appears and is like whoa 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 we can do better than this and then it's your job to travel across the world to find a better place to bury him and you're basically the entire game you're tied to this casket on wheels that's called the chariot and uh and i i mean both literally and figuratively tied to it so like you can If you press the right trigger, you'll fire a rope at the chariot and tether yourself onto it. And so if it's rolling away from you, you'll be able to stop it. If it's on the ground and you've climbed up a cliff face, you can tether onto it and then reel it up and pull it up to to be with you. Um, And your goal is basically to just manipulate this chariot through the levels until you get to the finish. Um, It's a cool co-op game for two reasons. One is that having a second person can be very helpful but it rarely hurts you. So if the second person oh, is sweet. really shitty at the game, they're not going to impede your progress for the most part. They they could. There are always situations where like you both grab the chariot and then move in opposite directions uh, and don't go anywhere as a result. But for the most part, you're not interfering with each other very much. Um, <laughs> the other nice thing about it is that the difficulty is actually pretty easy. It doesn't take a lot to navigate the levels, but there are optional puzzle sections, and if you want to do them, you can. They're very, very challenging, but if you want to do them, you can. And if you don't want to do them, or if you get stuck, like Doug and I did a couple times, you can just say fuck it and quit. And go okay. back to go back to just finishing the level like normal. Hmm. So I I like it a lot. If you like Couch Co op, it's an awesome game. It's free if you have Xbox Live and an Xbox One account um so one. I, I, yeah that too and so i can't imagine why you wouldn't pick it up if you're in that situation it's on the playstation 4 i think it's coming to pc and wii u as well um i really liked it i liked it so much when i played it at pax that i went back and played it again so no oh, that's good i would definitely recommend there you are that's a pretty good sales sales pitch yeah that's the best i got hyrule warriors a little more difficult to sell um it's dynasty warriors but you're playing with Zelda characters. That's it. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> you already a, explained it. I think you said in I'm your War review it's a bad Zelda game, but pretty good nice Wars game.
0: Yeah, I would say that's probably the way to phrase it, right? Like if you if you bought it and you're like, "Oh boy, Zelda," you're gonna be so disappointed. But if that's you like a point, if I you mean... buy it and you're like, "Oh boy." Uh, you know dynasty warriors you're probably gonna be pretty stoked because it's it's good by all accounts so i'm not a huge
1: dynasty warriors fans uh mm-hmm. i am a pretty big zelda fan obviously for different reasons mm-hmm. how is the fan service to keep me entertained it's, like, pr- it's pretty good so there's two
2: really big reasons why it's a good fan service
1: oh god well we could i, mean, I wasn't really talking about that kind of fan service though.
0: so it's interesting it's, it's interesting and i i just wrote like a one line in the review about this but i'm so sure that somewhere in like their contracts and deals with team ninja i'm so sure that somewhere along the way nintendo stipulated like you can't give zelda triple d breasts like you just <laughs> can't do it and so all the core zelda characters are like reasonably shaped but anybody who is extra is stacked. It's they almost... had a
2: boob clause in the contract, or,
0: or anybody who's not a main character. So, like the great fairies, I mean, they've always been stacked, but now they're extra stacked.
1: So. They are HD too, so
0: yeah. yeah. so there's plenty to plenty to see uh, there.
1: I wasn't talking about that kind of fan service. It looked okay.
0: Uh, there's there's a lot of other good fan service too. Um, I, I'm trying to decide if this is too spoilery. I don't think it is. I mean, go
1: ahead. It's if the you best, the
0: worst if game. you look at the the promotional material for the game, you already know that it has characters like Midna and right. uh, Fai, who I learned her name is Fai, not Fee from really? uh, Skyward Sword. Yeah, they say her name in the game, and they say Fai. So that's stupid. Um. Anyway, those characters are in it, so obviously you figured out that it's crossing like dimensions in some way, and so the storyline is basically that there's this witch who. Uh, opens up these dimensions and one goes to the Skyward Sword world, one goes to Twilight Princess. Shit, where's the other one go? Ocarina? I think it is Ocarina because you do uh, Gerudo Valley, if I remember right. That could be Ocarina or Twilight Princess. It, it is Ocarina because Ruto, Princess Ruto, is the character yeah. that you find there. So. It's the Ocarina. Um, so anyway, you go to all those places and so that gives them a chance to you know pull characters from each of those locations and do a bunch of like cute little winks and nods. I don't remember what the exact scenario was, but there's a part where uh, I think like Impa gives Zelda something and she says something like it's dangerous to go alone, take this, you know, that that kind of stuff. That kind so, of America, yeah, yeah, so I mean they they definitely know that they're making a Zelda game and you're you're going to get a couple winks and nods if you're, you know, up to speed on the series. But.
1: So yeah. how is that weird mode where you were kind of playing Zelda one but not
0: Um it's better than you'd think it's mostly just a little skeleton structure to it it could have been achieved in exactly the same way if they just had a list of challenges like they were just like now do this level but you can only be this character and now do this level but you have to beat it in 15 minutes so it's just a lot of those but it's wrapped in like this adventure mode where you unlock right. parts of the map and each part of the map has a different battle that you do, and those battles have constraints, like you can only use these people, or you can only do this. And um, and then as you clear that out, that's how you unlock. There's uh, four extra characters uh, that you unlock that way. Um, and th- those can't be uh, achieved anywhere else, so you have to play adventure mode to get those characters.
1: Is that a good thing or not?
0: It's good. It adds some replayability. Um, You'll figure out who they are by the time you finish story mode. And you'll probably be like, why didn't I unlock those guys in story mode? Um, There's also... Ganondorf is one of them, huh? No, well, How much do you want me to ruin this game for you? I mean, I'm not playing for the story. Okay, let's just spoil it. We'll just say there's some... So if you're listening now and you're really worried about having the abysmal story of Hyrule Warriors spoiled for you... (laughs) It's, yeah, you don't play some. Kind of it's game pretty sad stuff. too. So um around the halfway point, uh Ganondorf is summoned and you kill him and banish him with very little fanfare. Because in true Zelda fashion it's another villain who's kind of the antagonist. So like in Skyward Sword there was Girahim who mm. is always in the way, and then he right. gives way to Ganondorf or Ganon or, or in that it's Demise. Right. But, um, and then in, in uh, Twilight Princess it's Zant, right? Who you're dealing with for the whole first half of the game and then it turns out that he was working for Ganondorf as well. So it's the same thing here where this witch Sia is uh, free, trying to free Ganondorf and she does and you banish him and it, for all intents and purposes you would assume that's the end of the game but instead it actually turns out to be pretty much the halfway point of the game and you actually take over as Ganondorf and start amassing this giant army. You you do this, of course, just by running through the same levels that you've always done. The levels start repeating themselves, and so do the bosses, uh, so that you yeah. can basically play the levels again as Ganondorf. Um, it works better than it sounds. And he's kind of a fun character to play. You you play him and only him for so long that it feels kind of weird when you go back to like Link and the other characters. But... Um, Everyone in the game feels really unique and all their weapons feel unique too. So not only is there like 13 characters, but each of them have two or three weapons that all feel different. So, I mean, it's really nice. There's a lot to experience.
1: So it's a pretty good dinosaur game.
0: If you have a Wii U and it's like the only thing you have, this is pretty much a pretty solid buy. Like, but I just want to play Shadow of Mordor. (laughs) It's not enough to hold my interest that far. Well,
2: yeah. Mordor doesn't have enough assets, though. Just doesn't have enough fan service. That's true. Not, not enough. Not enough fan service.
0: There's not a lot of giant tatas in Shadow of Mordor, and if if they are, they you belong mean... to orcs. Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't there like any lady orcs that are like stacked? So, <laughs> anyway.
2: I don't even know if there are lady orcs in the Lord of the Rings. I don't
1: know. I don't know a lot of. I mean, I probably should know more because I read the trilogy and all that shit, but I don't remember a lot of the lore for the Lord of the Rings.
2: So I don't remember if there's human orcs. I remember they were made from elves. There are orc women. Tolkien has said there are orc women. I guess we just okay. don't see them.
1: Maybe it's like the dwarves where they look the same.
2: Yeah.
0: So more of the story, rule Warriors. Like I said, if you just have a Wii U, buy it. If you have something else, then so be it. So why
1: isn't there like a stacked up orc woman?
0: Oh, we're yeah, gonna write an article about that. One. That's a good question. That's look for that. <laughs> that article. There's so much to look for So next week we're gonna talk about persona. Um, we're gonna talk about Smash Brothers a little bit more, and there should be plenty to talk about there because there's a lot going on in that game. Um, if we're lucky, we'll have a very special guest as well to talk with us. Um, and if not, then you'll wonder who for you know forever who that guest was. But Hopefully, the stars will align. We'll get everything sorted out and kind of go from there. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about? Or... Um, no?
1: I think no. we got it. It's, yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's pretty much it. God, if we had talked about everything that I wanted to talk about, this would have been like a two-hour podcast. So, yeah, we got to save something for next week. If you haven't already noticed, the floodgates have opened. Like, There's just games, 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 games. There's Dragon Age. There's Far Cry 4. Uh, Alien Isolation came out today, of course, Sonic Boom, everyone's favorite. Game um, of the
2: Year, Sonic Boom.
0: Game of the Year, Sonic Boom. I mean, there's just so much shit coming out. Civilization, Beyond Earth, um, Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even begin to describe how hectic this is gonna get, but for right now, things are... this calm before the storm, so... Uh, if you're not already, go check out our website, enemyslime.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at The Enemy Slime on both those services. If you want to shoot us an email and let us know how bad we are at games journalism, just send an email to contact at enemyslime.com. Maybe we'll read it on the air. Maybe we won't. Who knows? And uh, I think that's it, right?